Today's episode is a different kind of night cleaner's tale. It's binaural, recorded live, so to speak, in a room using six different microphones placed around the set area. Rather than adding in the sound effects and foley in post-production, the majority of it was done live. You by no means have to listen to it through headphones or stereo speakers, but it might give a more interesting surround sound effect if you do. Whatever you choose to do, just remember that as always, Night Cleaner's Tales are intended for mature audiences. This particular episode contains heavy language as well as themes and descriptions of death and torture. Listener discretion is advised. just to learn more about who they were before they passed away. I wonder if the cadaver's still in one of our drawers or if he's already been dissected. I just finished going through the outer pockets. There wasn't much of interest. A few pens, some random people's business cards he probably collected along the way. A brochure. But... Let's open this up all the way. Take a look at the good stuff. A pretty formal fellow. Evidence clearly suggests some sort of business trip. Maybe a conference. He gads. He should have updated his ties. Maybe that's why he died. Toiletries. Political thriller novels. Back of batteries. Hmm. What do you suppose this is? <laughs> A traveler's chessboard. Do you play? Maybe we could have a game on our break. I'm not great, if I'm being perfectly honest. Always preferred checkers. You know, and I have a feeling you do know, I've certainly said this enough by now, but seeing this just reminded me of a story I once heard. You remember the tale I told you of the man who had an encounter with death? I have several of those stories. I'm fairly certain I told you one at some point. Anyway, 
This one involved a chessboard and an artist who had an affinity for absinthe. so relieved that you were able to get it to me. I'm actually drinking some right now. I think it's the first drink I've had in... Uh... Holy shit, for real? <laughs> no, I definitely do. It just feels like it's been longer than two weeks. Actually, sometimes it feels like it's been shorter. I don't know. This quarantine was already enough to screw up my sense of time, but I've also been down in the basement for days on end. So it's like... I can't even keep track anymore. Well, it's the only place without windows. So I can control the lighting on my um, still lights. Yeah. Quite a bit. In fact, yeah, yeah. You'd be surprised how easy it is to start painting when there's literally nothing else to do. But the owner said he'd try and have my internet back online by the weekend, but... We'll see. Well, technically I can. It's just been weird. I don't know. I think my day has been throttled. Like, I get reception just fine on calls, like right now, but it just seems really slow when I'm online, you know? I might just need a new phone. Is she okay? We should be checking on her, <laughs> not the other way around. Yeah. That hasn't changed since I was a kid. Or at least ever since Dad left us. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> Just as soon as I find the cigarettes I'm looking for. <laughs> The kids go to bed, okay? Did Logan argue with you? Hmm. <laughs> Good luck getting to bed at a decent hour. 
you always say that, and she always finds a way to keep talking. Yeah, we'll see. Your sister's a tyrant. <laughs> I know. I'm just joshing. Probably. If the alcohol doesn't knock me out first. I miss you too. Night. Night, babe. this a chessboard Jesus Christ not quite but a good guess you should remain oh, calm shit. Tony I'm not here for you who the hell are you set this up. Is that you, Kevin? Kevin? Kevin is in Flagstaff this weekend, visiting family. Right. So it's got to be Paul then. Have a seat, Tony. We have a game to play. Uh-huh. So where'd you hide the speaker? Paul? I am not Paul. 
what Paul would say. Paul is currently at home with his wife, Michelle. They're in the middle of a show right now, but neither of them are paying attention. They're discussing his mother, who recently tested positive for the virus. Oh shit, for real? That's part of the prank, it's not a very funny bit. It's quite real, as is this game. Sit down, Tony. Hmm. Shouldn't you have a black cloak and a skull for a face? Carry a scimitar? A scythe. It was a good joke. I admit, you got me going there for a second. It's not a joke, Tony. You need only put out your hand, and you'll feel mine. I'm in the chair. Right. Like inside the chair or sitting in the chair. <laughs> Reach out your hand. Okay. Holy shit! Holy shit! What the fuck? You felt it. The icy bones of my hands are usually enough to convince people. Be one. I want you to sit down and play this game with me. You do play chess, don't you? Yeah. You do alright. I did. In Club in high school. Good. Have a seat. I left my drink upstairs. I'll just go grab it real quick. Very well. But don't try to leave. There's no leaving until I explain the rules of this game.
passion. It helps me focus when I'm painting. Did wonders for Van Gogh as well. So everyone tells me. Either him or Manson. Is this where we talk about my life? Before you take me away? You're not going to die. At least not tonight. And not from the pandemic. Why are you here? I'm here to test you and observe your actions. Why? Mostly for my own curiosity. I do this from time to time when the opportunity presents itself. What kind of test? Shuffle a black and white piece in your hands and present them to me to see which sides we will play. more complicated than that. As I said, no harm will befall you this night. So what are we doing then? The pieces on this board represent people in your life. The pawns on your side are friends and acquaintances, all of whom you are quite fond. I don't like where this is going at all. The pawns on my side are people you dislike. The stronger pieces in your back row represent your loved ones, your most loved ones. The value of each piece represented by how much you value each person. And suppose I refuse to play. We'll get to that. As I'm sure you gathered, the stronger pieces in my back row represent people you truly hate and have at some point in your life wished death upon. What? I don't wish death upon anyone. Aside from maybe John Mayland. Oh, he's here. I assure you. He's my queen. Good deal of hatred you have for that man. That piece of shit dragged me to court. Had to deal with him for four years. Oh, I remember. You were ready to shoot the man if your uncle hadn't talked you down. So who's your king? About 18 months ago, you happened upon a video online of a man who worked for the cartel. He was filleting another man alive. He gouged out his eyes and began removing his organs. 
You felt sick for a week after that. Thanks for the reminder. There was no mercy nor forgiveness in your heart for that man. No amount of repentance he could have done would have saved him from the wrath you felt towards him. Why didn't you kill the man who was torturing him? It's more complicated than you realize. The man doing the torturing had a very difficult choice to make. If he didn't skin the victim alive to set an example, then someone else would have had his family skinned alive in the same manner. He had to choose between doing it himself to one man, or watching someone else do it to his loved ones. Then you should have killed his superior. Or gone all the way up the fucking chain of command and killed the leader, you know? Put an end to that shit. Another would take their place. So kill the whole lot of them. You know, purge the world of all of them. I am already purging the world, Anthony. This pandemic is well on its way to wiping out a third of the Earth's population. Jesus Christ. That's over two billion people. You may not see it this way, but I am giving you the opportunity to possibly have a hand in who will be taken. For every piece that gets removed from this board, the person represented by that piece will contract the virus and pass away within a few weeks' time. What? That's sadistic. In a way, it's merciful. Most people don't get the opportunity to save their loved ones and strike down those they despise. Jesus. Asking me to play the role of God. You didn't seem to think you was fulfilling that role very well anyway. Perhaps this is your time to try your hand at it. Yeah, it's not the same. Why are we playing a game over this? Kill everyone on your side, or at least the back row. If I hated them so much, then I'm sure they deserved it. Or at least more so than anyone else on the board. I am impartial. I have to be. I feel neither empathy nor compassion. Merely curiosity. Just as the cartel man had to choose between becoming a torturer or losing his loved ones, I will observe you choosing which of your loved ones to sacrifice and which of your enemies to kill in your attempt to take my king. No. No. This is sadistic. I'm not playing. If you forfeit the game, then I take all your pieces on the board. Fuck you. Just let me tell you what I would do if we played, you know? You don't know what you would do until the reality is before you. The game must be played with real consequences at stake. Who are my pieces? The pawns, from your left to your right. Your friend, Justin Paler. Shit. Your co-worker, Kevin, whom you mentioned earlier. This is fucking 
The third one is your Labrador. You put Max on the board? In rare cases, animals have been known to contract the virus. It seemed an interesting inclusion to see how it plays into your personal value system. <sighs> Fucking hell. Who's next? Your Uncle Dale. Following him is Oliver from the online art group. You two have grown close over the past couple of years. And then we have Leia. Hey, Leia's just a friend. I never said otherwise. She's just easy to vent to. There's nothing going on between us or anything. That's the way they all start. Fuck you. Your innocence or your guilt is your own. I'm not here as a judge. After Leia is your cousin Mark. And finally, your neighbor, Alejandro. Tell me who's on your side. From my left to my right, starting with my pawns. Kyle, the bully from your middle school. Your old CEO, Bradley Jufton. The state governor, Ezekiel Long. What? What the hell did Ezekiel do? He never did anything. But you've never liked him. He's a lot. But he just doesn't understand social boundaries. It's not like he ever intended to make me angry or anything. If you want him to get through this, then don't capture his peace. This is so fucking insane. Following him, we have the Spin Monster guy. Spin Monster? The name of the car with airplane wheels on the back in Driver's Ed. The man was supposed to teach you how to turn out of a spin on icy roads. Oh yeah, that guy was a dick. The auto body man who lied to you. James, the kid who squirted mustard on your shirt in school. And the guy you accidentally splashed with your car in the alley. <laughs> He overreacted. That was just an accident. It may not matter who was in my back row. I guarantee you have wished them all dead at some point in your life. Your old neighbor who beat his wife. The woman in the video who stood on top of the puppy until it died. Your friend's stepfather who always used to beat the poor kid. The crooked cop who shot the man in the hotel hallway. Alright, alright, yeah, I get it. Fucking hell. Are you ready to hear about your back row? No. <laughs> Just fucking get it over with. The rook on your right. Your childhood friend, Matthew. Jesus Christ. The night. Your sister, Amanda. Shit. The bishop is your father. My father? Yes. That piece of shit shouldn't even be one of my pawns. He should be in your back row, not mine. You say that now. 
but the value is there. You just won't see it until he's gone. No, fuck him. I'll sacrifice that piece, I don't care. The rook on your left. Your grandma Ruth. <laughs> the knight. Your mother. <laughs> the bishop. Your oldest boy, Logan. This is fucking insane. The queen is your wife. Don't do this. And the king. Please don't do this. Your second son, Noah. God damn it! Please! Make the first move, Tony. Please don't make me do this. Oh god. You have to. Yeah. Everybody has to go sometime, Tony. Please don't make me do this. Please don't make me do this. Make the first move. <laughs> you bastard! <laughs> fucking... Fucking bastard. of absinthe and move your first piece <laughs> will I be able to spend some time with them before they go them all in quarantine. Perhaps since you are recovering from yours with an immunity, perhaps they will make an exception for you. I shouldn't have to do this. I'm not a god. I shouldn't have to do this. Love is the blackest of plagues.
Oh, damn. I told you I wasn't great at this. As soon as my queen was captured, I knew it was the end. Ah, well. The only strategizing I ever need is how to go about removing the gore and bloodstains from my uniform at the end of my shifts. Let's zip up all this man's personal effects. Toss them in the incinerator. And don't let them catch you ever trying to take these things home with you. Lest it be you next time who has an encounter with death. Wormwood Star was written by me, Brian Bridges, with several elements drawn from The Seventh Seal by Ingmar Bergman. I also created the music in this episode and performed the voice acting. You can follow me on Twitter, at ManlyBrian. Perhaps you already know, but if you're enjoying the Night Cleaner's Tales and you would like to support our endeavors, you can pledge any amount of money over at patreon.com slash lcpdnd. Our primary content on this podcast revolves around creating similarly immersive but unscripted audio drama experiences through tabletop role-playing games. But pledging to our Patreon definitely supports Night Cleaner content as well, as does writing positive reviews for us on your favorite podcast platforms and definitely telling your friends or posting about us on social media. Speaking of, you can also follow our show on Twitter, at LCPDND. That's all for this shift, and it's time to clock out. I may not be able to get the next episode out when it's normally scheduled, because I'm going on a weekend-long vacation next week, which is normally when I would be editing the episode. I can try to get it done, but it remains to be seen. Anyway, we'll see you on the next shift, whenever that may be, to hear yet another one of The Night Cleaner's Tales. Thank you.